Well, good morning. Am I on? Cool. I've always wanted to say, breaker, breaker, blue team, blue team. But it's working, so that's great. Please turn with me, if you haven't already, to Psalm 67 in your Bibles. If you're using the Pew, Pew version, I've got one as well. That You'll find it on page 450. Thanks to Ilunga for reading that. In Swahili, that sounded really cool. My name is Volker Ziprik. My wife Karen and I have been part of the church for about six years now, and we uh, help with the outreach team. One of the projects that we've been involved in is this hallway that we all come through from the back parking lot into the church, and I think we've got a picture of what's on one of the walls. There we go. This verse you've probably walked by a number of times and wondered what it was there for and why we even have it and what it means. Well, that's at the heart of what we want to look at today as we uh, study Psalm 67. So let me read it, this time not in Swahili. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. We uh, learned this new song, which basically follows that same theme. It also reminds us of uh, probably an older, very familiar song. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and heaven and nature sing. Now, I know it's August. Christmas is still a ways away. You might be wondering, why are we talking about Christmas carols, but I think you'll see with me as we read this passage that joy for the world is what God wants for all of us every day of the year, not just at Christmas. And hopefully, uh, as we study, we'll allow this carol to become even more meaningful than it already is. So would you pray with me as we begin, please? Lord, it's great to be here this morning. We thank you for giving us health and strength to be here. We're so grateful uh, for another time, another day of rest. Once a week, you give us this precious time, and we definitely want to hear from you today, Lord. We ask you to fill us with your spirit. We want to know what you're saying through this psalm. We want to know how to be different based on what we're learning. Help me, too, as I share what I've learned, uh, to say the words that you want said, Lord, and take away everything that is not of you. In Jesus' name, amen. So, brothers and sisters, when you talk to God, do you ever talk to him about people you don't know? Maybe countries on a map, people you've never really seen. We have a bunch of flags around the room right now. Do you ever talk to God about uh, Romania? I think that's the Romanian flag there, or uh, Nepal, maybe Turkey. Well, that's exactly what the author of this psalm is doing. Uh, even though there's no nations mentioned, it becomes clear pretty quickly that he's talking to God, he's praying about people he doesn't know. We understand that the Psalms are like the songbook for the people of Israel. So in the middle of our Bibles, we have this songbook. We are going to look at song number 67. And just like with most songs, we've got verses, we've got a chorus, we've got a benediction, bridge, different things that happen in the song, and that's what we're going to use to guide our way this morning. 
So let's look at the first verse. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. He starts with a benediction, very similar to what we receive every Sunday as we leave at the end of the service. As a matter of fact, last week, Susan sent us out with this exact same benediction drawn from the book of Numbers. So the author of our psalm must have known about this, and he uses it to start his song. And benedictions are always words of comfort and encouragement, aren't they? They give us hope. They lift our spirits. We agree with the songwriter. Of course we would want God's grace and blessing. Of course we would want his face to shine over us. Just like a father who smiles over his children that he approves of. But now notice what happens next. That your way may be known on earth. Your saving power among all nations. He shifts to first person. He's talking to God directly. It's almost like in a a play or a movie when all of the action around the main character dims or freezes and this main character just has a sidebar conversation. So it's maybe something like this. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us. Hang on, don't move. That your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. So all of a sudden, his audience is eavesdropping on his prayer. We are eavesdropping on his prayer. And we notice that he's not praying for himself or his people. It's focused on the whole earth, the other nations. He's asking for God's blessing so that it can spill over to others too. The grace of God is meant to be shared with everyone else. The salvation that his country has experienced, this way of life that they know about, He's saying, Lord, as you bless us, make it so everywhere else. So let's stop there for a minute. Has this prayer been answered? Has God answered the desire of this songwriter's life? And what exactly does it mean for God's way or God's saving power to be known on the earth? Well, let's review what we know about the biblical message of salvation. Very familiar to many of us. The God of the Bible created mankind and had a close relationship with us. But due to our own rejection of that relationship, we've lost connection with our Creator. Even if we knew the way back to Him, we can't restore what we have broken. And that means that now and one day when we die, reviving that relationship is impossible. We are without God and without hope in the world. However, And this is a really important however. Because of God's great love, he didn't forsake us. He didn't walk away from us like we walked away from him. Instead, he sent Jesus Christ, God the Son, to come to earth, live among us, and reintroduce us to God's way. As a matter of fact, Jesus actually became the way back to God by dying on the cross, paying for that rebellion, that rejection, that we owed, that debt that we owed. That broken relationship with God has now been healed. Christ Jesus has made it possible to know God again because not only did he die, he also rose from the grave, didn't he? And is now alive and seated at the right hand of God the Father. And one day, even better news, one day he's coming back. 
He's coming back for those of us who have confessed our rebellion and by faith have accepted his sacrifice on our behalf. He's coming back for those of us who follow him as Lord, both in this life and the next. So even though this is precious news, may be familiar to you, uh, we still treasure it as believers. The writer of this song, though, didn't know exactly how his prayer would be answered. He didn't even know maybe the magnitude of what he was saying. Nevertheless, God has answered his prayer, hasn't he, by sending Jesus to the earth as the way back to himself, that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. It was God's will that all the earth know about this saving power. No more let sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow, far as the curse is found. Next comes the chorus. He's still praying directly to God. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Well, we probably know that praise flows pretty easily on the lips of someone who's excited about something or someone, right? From personal experience, this songwriter is asking God to give the nations that privilege of praise that he knows in his own life. He's excited about God. He's excited about his relationship with the Lord. He's asking the nations. He's asking God to allow that same reality in the life of the nations. And that's a really bold prayer. Because what do the nations actually praise these days? Or throughout history, for that matter. We're in August 2021. What what are the nations praising? Well, maybe they're praising their military might. Maybe uh, economic strength or beautiful scenery of their country. Maybe their humanitarian efforts. Maybe even their outstanding citizens. Like uh, we just went through the Olympics in Japan, right? Many nations are praising their medal-winning athletes right now, which are all good reasons to praise. But God? Do the peoples and the nations praise God? That's what the songwriter is asking God to make plain to the nations, that he is the best and ultimate reason for praise. And, you know, what, what is praise anyway? Is it some kind of forced, awkward listing of qualities for someone that you should probably notice but don't really care about? Is it uh, attending some ceremony, kind of yawning your way through it because somebody invited you shaking some hands, smiling a little bit, but wishing you were somewhere else? Does it go like this? I am now going to praise the U.S. gymnastics team for all of the medals that they won in Tokyo. Let me list their names. Let me list the contributions that each gymnast has made so that I may praise them. I'll maybe send them a note or something. Do we talk about praise or do we rather do it in our lives? Might it look more like this? We pull out our flag. We start waving our flag around. There's high fives. There's clapping. There's jumping up and down. There's hooting and hollering. I don't think I can do that in church. But anyway, sometimes we wear the team's colors, right? Blue. Uh, Sometimes we tell our friends about it. It's a much more whole life kind of an experience. It's exhilarating. It's meaningful. It comes from our heart. 
True praise is living out our admiration and our devotion. And that's exactly what the songwriter is asking here as well. He's asking God to draw all peoples to himself so that they could do just that, live out their praise with their whole lives. It's not just a perfunctory request that he has that we ought to praise God. It's more of like a plea, a cry. Lord, let the peoples praise you. Let all the peoples praise you. Let's move on to the scripture we have on our wall outside. It serves kind of as a bridge or a transition like most songs have. Same message, just coming from a different angle. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. Have you ever prayed for a country to be glad? Or people to be joyful and sing? I mean, who does that? This songwriter does. What an example to us. We certainly know that God proved himself by guiding his people well and judging them well in the Bible. That's evident through various Bible stories. But what about since the Bible times? Is God still judging and leading well? Can he still be trusted? Well, there's many examples. I came across a couple of them that I want to mention. First of all, from our friends in the country up north, Did you know that Canada's official name is the Dominion of Canada, and their motto is from sea to sea? That comes from Psalm 72, just a few songs up from where we are. He shall have dominion from sea to sea. And that's their motto, and that's their country name, because one of the founding fathers read it in his Bible reading and said, this is exactly what we're looking for as we establish our nation. He shared it with everybody else. They agreed. And so God guided them in the start of their nation to follow his principles. In more recent times, the country of Kenya and Tonga both had Christian leaders whose faith really influenced their decisions, and their people went through a time of thriving uh, in, in their history. And did you see the rugby team from Fiji that won the gold medal during the Olympics for the second Olympics in a row? What did they do for the second Olympics in a row? After they won, they got together in a circle and they started singing praises to God. Look it up. It's really cool. On the podium again, when they were getting their medals, they sang praises to God. Now, they're not a whole nation, but what an example of what this passage is talking about. People who have a joyful relationship with the Lord, expressing that to the rest of the world. And why wouldn't a nation be glad and sing for joy after experiencing upright and capable leadership? Because the God he knows judges people fairly and guides them well, the songwriter prays that whole nations would experience his leadership as a people. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love. Now here comes the chorus again. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The second verse finishes the song. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. Full of confidence, the songwriter now switches back to addressing his audience. So if you've been holding your breath or something, we're good, we're back, the prayer is over. 
the general purpose of the world to sustain life in all its various ways is evident to this songwriter. The earth has yielded its increase. He's convinced that God is for them as a nation. But it doesn't end there. Once again, it's not about them as a nation. Implied is that this blessing of his people would lead to all the ends of the earth, fearing God and following God too. In a few minutes, we're going to hear from Ilunga and his family about their trek from Burundi to here in Harrisburg, and we'll see how God has guided them. It's happening even today. And look around us, here in this room, many other believers are here, and we could all have stories about how the blessing of God flowed through other people to us. Not only did Jesus come to earth all those years ago to become the way back to God then, he's also saving people now. The Lord is continuing to answer the message, this prayer of this songwriter, even today, August 15th, 2021. And even better, the story isn't over. The may God bless us from the first verse has become the God shall bless us in this verse. God shall bless us. God, our God, shall bless us. But how? Well, as we mentioned earlier, somebody's coming back. Jesus is returning to earth, just as he promised, so that the ultimate fulfillment of this prayer song will be the most glorious. Truly then he will judge the nations with equity and guide the peoples on earth like only he can. God will continue to answer the pleas of this songwriter. Some of us may have seen the closing ceremonies of those Olympics just a week or so ago. Uh, We celebrated athletic achievement, right? International cooperation. Well, there's going to be some closing ceremonies when Jesus comes back too. Or opening ceremonies, depending on how you look at it. And there will be people there from all walks of life, from all nations, tribes, and tongues. I can't wait to see who's all sitting around the big table at the feast, the wedding feast that the Bible talks about. God continues, will continue to fulfill this prayer, this plea from this psalmist. I'm going to leave all of that to future sermons, though, so stay tuned. So we've taken a look at these brief seven verses of this song. How does it affect us now? What can I learn? What can we do differently as a church? Well, there's two things I've been challenged with as I've been reading and studying this psalm that I want to leave with you. First of all, Let's let that personal, joyful relationship that this songwriter has with God be an example to us. We don't know his name, but we can be sure of a strong connection with God. Why else would he be able to talk about joy for the nations and excitement in relationship and praising God if he didn't know some of this in his own life? So let's recommit. Let's be Diligent to seek the Lord individually and as a church. Let's read his word. Let's spend time praying. Let's get together as much as we can as believers to have fellowship with one another. Let's learn to praise like this psalmist is praising. And secondly, let's agree that this great grace that we have received as believers isn't just for us. It's so that others might know God as well. 
Take a look at, with me at what is across from this uh, scripture uh, on, in the hallway. I think we have a picture of what's across from it. Again, you've probably walked past this map many times, looked at some of the countries. Lots of different faces around there as well. Those are our ministry partners. They are people who are doing just what is being taught in this psalm. They are allowing God's blessing in their own life to flow through to other people around the world and here in the United States. So let's use their example. Let's get to know them. Let's find out more about them. We try to feature someone every Sunday with prayer requests and so on and so forth. Uh, You'll notice in your bulletin there's a little insert this week on opportunities to get involved. You might be drawn to immigrant ministry. You might be drawn to children's ministry. You might like more to work with crisis response. We have lots of different opportunities. Let's take advantage of those as we allow God to flow through us to other people. Also want to invite you to pray together for outreach needs. We have a prayer meeting the second Sunday of every month downstairs in the fellowship hall. If you're at all available, we'd love to have you. Standing invitation, no tickets needed. Come on down. Let's pray for our nations. Let's pray for our countries that are represented by our ministry partners. We'd love to have you. Now a word to those of us here in the room who really can't relate to what I've been saying. Maybe, maybe you don't have a joyful connection with the Lord. Maybe you don't have a connection with the Lord at all. Maybe you have questions, objections. Well, let me encourage you. Let me encourage you. The rest of us have felt the same way at some point in our lives as well. So if there's any way that we can help, if there's any way that we can answer some questions or explain things better or just listen to you, we'd love to do that. When we're done here this morning, please come on up, find one of us. There will be several of us up front, and we'd love to chat. In closing... The encouragement that we get from this prayer and the example of this songwriter's life is that God's hand of blessing on our lives as his people is good and joyful. It makes us sing sometimes and it prompts us not to keep it for ourselves. Rather, our desire is that the same blessing would flow to other nations. So we plead God with God to bring it to pass, maybe even through us. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. Or maybe a more familiar version, joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ, while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy, repeat, repeat the sounding joy. Let's pray. Lord, you've done so much in our lives, we, can't even, we don't even know about it all. There's so many things you've done behind, behind the scenes. You've done so much in the life of this church, Lord, with fellowship, uh, with teaching, with prayer time, and we want to allow those blessings to flow through us to other people. We don't want to only pray for the needs in other nations. Those are important. We do We do want to lift those up to you, but we want to pray beyond that, that the nations would love you so much that they would praise you, they would sing to you, they would be joyful. 
Teach us in our own lives, Lord, what that means. Help us to draw aside to know you better. We thank you for your blessing in our lives. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.